Hi, welcome back to another hour with Crowder with me, your host Crowder. Like, share, subscribe, and comment. And if you're already a subscriber, go ahead and ding the bell so that you can get all of my latest podcasts every Tuesday. You niggas stingy with the likes, stingy with the comments. <laughs> no, um, yeah. But y'all are, I haven't been seeing a lot of likes and I ain't been seeing a lot of comments. So make sure that y'all listen to the full episode and drop what y'all think about my episodes because I don't know what to really talk about or what excites y'all for me to put my spiel on if y'all don't comment or y'all don't share or y'all don't like, you know, um, but a little house cleaning, you know, make sure to follow me on an hour with Crowder, Facebook and Instagram and Crowder the Great on Twitter. Um, as you can see, there is, you know, a pretty good, decent lighting. I took that big bulky thing that was on this, um, boom arm off. You know, I'm constantly always making changes to my podcast to satisfy you guys. And, um, another thing that I've been doing is trying to get my health together. You know, um, I'm getting a little bit older. I feel like I'm getting a little, little sluggish. And I've just been taking a little bit more step to be more serious about my health. I stopped drinking. Yes, as you can see for about two or three episodes now, I have not had any of the good drink around, mainly because that is the first thing I wanted to take off my list. By far, it's the easiest thing to stop doing. So I'm starting to get like a math problem. You know how you get a test and you come across one that's too hard and if you spend too much time on it? then you just end up kind of like losing everything and you get frustrated. Well, I'm starting with the easiest thing to stop, which is drinking. I'm really not much of a drinker anyways. I like to drink, but that's mainly because I can't smoke. So thank you, Texas, for that. But, you know, I vape and hopefully this little thing will be gone in about a week or so. I plan to stop at least before the New Year's. Um, Let me move that because... um. Dang, it seemed like it's been going in and out. So if y'all heard that little in and out or whatever, then please excuse me. Anyways, um, let's go ahead and get to some good news or some clips that I want to review and react and get my opinion about. First of all, Charleston White, he has been going crazy and viral all over the Internet for all of his very controversial um outlooks on groups as far as the nation of Islam, um, gang members, um, and just a lot of crazy other stuff that me myself find controversial as well as interesting to, for someone to say, especially a group like the NOI that is highly respected in the black community. So let me just go ahead and get on with the clip. Uh, somebody in the chat said, you said, fuck Malcolm X. Yeah, fuck Malcolm. I don't care nothing about now. I'm, I'm a fatherless kid, nigga. I don't care nothing about no motherfucking man, nigga. I don't care nothing about the rappers. I don't care. I don't care about Dr. King. Fuck Dr. King. Fuck Granddaddy. Granddaddy went to the penitentiary. I fuck with Uncle Wayne because Uncle Wayne taught me about pimping. Man, I don't care nothing about now, motherfucker. I ain't grow up seeing. Malcolm X was a man falling a pedophile. They put him on punishment, told him, listen, Malcolm, you said something about JFK, we going to silence you for two weeks. You can't speak with for the nation no more. Man, what kind of man is that where another man can tell him he can't speak? Be quiet. I'm not fit to follow no nigga like Malcolm. My mama couldn't tell me nothing, nigga. I'm a grown motherfucking man. I another, I'm going to join an organization and they going to tell me, since I said some, Malcolm, you can't speak. Man, that nigga let Elijah Mohammed put him on punishment. Man, fuck that kind of man. I don't want to be that kind of man, nigga. In that clip, <laughs> he said a, a lot of things that were, first of all, very rude. Even if he did have an opinion about these black men as far as Elijah Muhammad and um, Farrakhan and Malcolm X, he, I feel like he could... He loses his message with people because of the way that he articulate his thoughts about a person. I too have that. Um, I do too have that problem. I had that problem in a lot of episodes. That's why I calmed down on cursing. 
I've slowed down my speaking so that I can articulate my thoughts better without cursing so much and without being so brutally honest about something. Because just because you're yelling and screaming and blunt about your thoughts about a person doesn't necessarily make it right. And it doesn't come across really well. He's um, pretty much I've told people that he don't want people to like him because he knows that if you like him before, if you like him before he gets big, then you'll hate him once he gets big. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, look at all the leaders that we've had before, and we've all pretty much turned on them at the end once they got big. We love that getting it out of mud, and then once we get out of the mud and get all clean and shiny, then we want to drag them back down. So I'm not, you know, really mad about that quote that he had said. Um, but this quote in this video, because he said that in another quote, I mean, he said that in another video that he don't want anyone to like him. He wants people to hate him before they like him because he knows that he can change their mind into liking them. That was a whole nother video, but this video in particular, I just feel like, God, dog, your, your delivery is so harsh. Like if you, if someone wanted to like you at first, they absolutely wouldn't want to. And after hearing something like that, they might turn away from you altogether. But, um, the things that I see in that clip particularly is just a bitter person that honestly has a lot of influence, but he doesn't know how to articulate his thoughts really well to come across um, palatable to the masses. And here's actually another clip that I seen that went viral a little while ago. Matt, I became the leader because them niggas didn't have the knowledge. They didn't know nothing about Hoover Joe and none of that other kind of shit. So when I grew up, I started learning that he changed his name to Shakur. Cody Scott and Monster Cody ain't the same people, but they go worship Monster. Wow. So I say, nigga, fuck these characters. Whoever Buntry is, what do his mama call him? What do his kids call him? Nigga, don't give me these street names, these bullshit characters. That can't stand before God, nigga. Can't stand before God, nigga. So I assassinate the characters because he who controls images controls mine. These bullshit images, nigga. Wow. Nipsey wasn't in heaven, that little boy said. He said, Irmis. So I don't speak on Irmis. I don't speak on Cody. But nigga, whatever them names is that hip-hop gave us, nigga, I assassinate them. Because our kids worship them motherfuckers. This is a generation of idol worshipers, nigga. Wow. So I assassinate the idols. Don't fuck what I say, nigga. Look what I do. So that's why I, I say any motherfucking thing. And I've heard you say yeah, that. Yeah, I say any motherfucking thing, huh? Yeah, the, yeah, I say any internet. motherfucking thing. The internet yeah, I'm a something. shock jock. Yeah, yeah, I'm a shock jock. Nigga ain't got no business listening to me no way. He and I'm willing to die. I'm willing to die, kill, and go to jail by what I come out of my mouth. Wow. So when you think about the character versus the... The, the individual as far as the way the mother brings this child to, to her image when she's dealing with it. Do you, I mean, do you guys see the difference or do y'all feel like it's the same? First, let me start by saying this. And it ain't going to be no rebuttals about this shock jocks, killers, whoever the fuck run in their mouth. I represent it. I don't give a fuck about a character, but I care about a person's legacy. Don't no nigga disrespect Nipsey Hussle, Monster Cody, Tookie, Raymond Watson, and nigga. It's tried by 12 or carried by 6 anywhere, anytime. Uh, they characters to me, man. Well, I ain't, so I ain't talking I ain't. about who well, nobody I, I, I else opinion. I, 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 I didn't interject you. I don't disrespect them, though. No, no, well, no, I, no. Well, I done disrespected them, Skull. Yeah, no, you I said this said. in front of me, and I done disrespected no, them. No, no, and no, I just no, said no. I was a shock jock. So, nigga, no, at I, any uh, given time, my nigga, if I feel the need to speak on something, it ain't a man alive that can muzzle this mouth. Hey, fuck a mother I'm willing to die, talking? kill, and go to jail by what I speak on. Let's see what you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, man, you, you lying to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's why I talk so Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on.
okay, that's that's enough of that because now I just it's exhausting to listen to people talk over themselves and cut each other off. But like I said, in the first clip, I see someone that's very bitter. You start off by him. You see it. You see him starting off by saying, you know, F those guys, F all those leaders and everything, because I'm a fatherless child and I don't look up to men. You know, those men ran behind other men and I don't do that. Okay, I get that. But it just seemed like he was very bitter. And then in this one, it just once again, he claimed he claims that he's a shock jock and that he disrespects people and no one can muzzle his mouth. And then these two older gentlemen and him, because he's older as well, they all start arguing. So I just see a bunch of I just see a person that's bitter has a lot of influence and basically arguing with people all day every day just three old niggas arguing all day over some stuff that doesn't even matter when they all three could be coming together to lead a movement for these this younger generation because they all have influence and a lot of younger people and mid-age and I guess older people if they know these guys me personally I don't know the other two but Charleston White is from the DFW so I I don't I haven't personally met him but I know of him I've seen the things that he's done around the you know community and everything so but I haven't seen him personally so yeah like why would y'all get on a platform and argue about things that don't necessarily really matter that much off in the community it just seems like we as a community we start we've we've already recognized the real enemy here which is white supremacy the justice system all of those things and we've started to come together and have these conversations with each other which is good but the moment that we don't agree on something we get stuck there and we have to start having the ability to agree to disagree you know we always get stuck there and then that's when the divide comes in because these are influencers. So what do they do? They influence you. And if you look at enough videos of your favorite influencer, and I've been guilty of it, then you start to take on their words as if it's the Holy Bible. You agree with everything that they do. And even sometimes I found myself tr trying to understand where someone is coming from, an influencer, my favorite influencer or whatnot. And I'll even start to twist my own morals just to try to see it from where they coming from, you know, because they influenced me to watch them and watch them this long. And now I agree with everything that they say. And that's what influencers do. So even though most of the things that he's saying is right, not in these two clips, but you've ha you'd have to listen to enough of his content to see where he's coming from. But it's really hard to listen to a lot of it because he's so disrespectful and so brash, you know, that it just kind of takes you back to the point where you don't want to listen to it no more. But like I said, we just kind of get stuck there. And once you're keen to your favorite influencer, you start to pick sides. So what happens when two of your favorite influencers get into it? You're going to pick sides because you're human and that's what we do. We love tribalism. Even if the other person got a valid point, you're going to go with the one that you have more in common with and dismiss the fact that this person on this other side, even if you like them or not, actually had a valid point. Um, you know, we got to start coming to the realization that when it comes to these influencers, it's not really either or, you know, it's not this person is right and this person is wrong or this person is right and this person is wrong. Usually most of the time, both of them had valid points and you just have to cherry pick off of which one won the conversation at hand and then go with whichever one that you want to go with, depending on what the situation is. And it's like I said, it's not either or it's just both. Both are right in some instances and both are wrong in some instances, but it doesn't make them a bad person. It, you just don't align with what they're saying for a certain situation. Um, these couple of men that are top influencers, you know, and Charleston White and Rizza Islam, Young Pharaoh, all of these are like prominent people off in our community that we've learned to love and accept and defend and 
just because we have something, just because they have something about them that we don't like, don't mean that what they're doing is necessarily bad, if that makes any sense. So, you know, let's just start off with Charleston White himself, you know, because I heard a lot of the contradictories in what he was saying. Well, men, y'all men look up to other men. Well, you're looking up to women and you're a man. Women don't do everything right either. Just like men don't do everything right. But it's a couple of men here that I picked out of the bunch that are prominent people off in our community. And I'm going somewhere with this. So just, you know, sit back and, you know, listen to how I'm going to pull this all together. Okay, so we got Charleston White himself. You know, he does a lot of DFW community work and has done a bunch of sit-downs with electives in Texas, but he also got caught up saying some very foul crap on um, Clubhouse last week. You know, he was in a clubhouse with WAC 100, which uh, that guy is so cringy. He's like a 40-year-old rapper. He's like a 40-year-old rapper manager, and he's still, like, going by the ways of the street, you know? But here's a little, you know, excerpt that I took from a news article. And um, it was about Charleston White saying that he rapes white women. So here you go right here. It says, God, you goddamn right. We grew up raping white hoes, nigga. He is heard saying in the clip, running trains on them white bitches. We grew up raping white bitches in the South, nigga. No, you grew up rape, raping white women in the South because I don't know nobody that was running trains and raping white women. Running a train and raping somebody is two totally different things. I think that he needs to learn the two before he gets himself in trouble. Um, and then my Facebook friends right now today. Oh, and they're my Facebook friends right now today. Whack uploaded the snippet to his Instagram with a lengthy caption where he's calling for white to be counseled. I have 1000 for this man's work location. We need to alert them that he is an active ra rapist wrote whack. Now anyone I mean, anyone that supports this man at Charleston trolls on any level is totally against our women. We promoted all kinds bull bull crap, but this man needs to be canceled. His voice needs to be pulled down off the platforms. He is promoting the ra the raping of white women. He needs to know that all lives matter. White has previously come forward to say he does not support Black Lives Matter movement. Wack also tagged the likes of President Joe Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, TMZ, YouTube, Academics, No Jumper, and others. And then it say check it below, but I didn't check it below. It's really funny that he says... um. All these things, I'm just going to go with the second paragraph when he says, now anybody, and I mean anybody that support this man at Charleston Trolls on any level is totally against our women. So Charleston said that he rapes white bees. Whack 100 is black and he's, he's definitely like gaslighting black people because he's like our women. And everybody knows when you put something in caps of our women, you're usually talking about your race of people. So he wasn't talking about black people. He was talking about women. Either way, I don't support that crap. If you're out here raping women, no. And you can, and, and someone in clubhouse tried to defend this you know, piece of literature right here by saying, no, in the context, there's no context of rape. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no context of rape. If you're talking about raping women, nobody don't just say raping, you know, if you, you know, kind of, I guess, you know, kind of coerce someone into having sex with you, that's rape because in because at the beginning, they didn't want to have rape with you at all. So, I mean, they didn't want to have sex with you at all. So rape is rape. It doesn't matter if it's on the lower spectrum of rape or it's on the higher spectrum of rape. It doesn't matter if you coerce somebody into having sex with you. You gave them a bunch of um, alcohol to have sex with you or a pill or something. Or if you just literally put a mask on and took somebody in the alley and had sex with them. That's all rape. So I, I don't know what he kind of meant for this, but I can see where 
WAC 100 is definitely trying to gaslight black people. And then he goes on to, we promote all kind of S, but this man needs to be canceled. Okay, it's really funny that he says that also because it's like, yeah, this is so disgusting. And I do not support this at all. That's one of the reasons that I'm doing this today because not to cancel him because it's not really any of my business. And he said so many times, you shouldn't be listening to me. I troll. I do this. I just wish that he wouldn't have trolled with this because this is a serious situation that's going on in the country right now with trafficking children and trafficking women to other country. You shouldn't troll about this. It's just some stuff you just don't troll about, you know, but that's where we are in society. That's how you get attention. That's how he views himself as this shock jock, you know, and I don't think that you should shock jock about this type of stuff, raping women, but I digress. We promote all kind of S, but this man needs to be counseled. Okay. You want to counsel this guy, but you don't, cancel the culture of gang violence you don't cancel any of the political stuff that they do to black people you don't cancel any of the pedophilia or the um, mistreatment of black women actually mistreatment of black women not this because he said that he did it to white women which still isn't any better because at the end of the day a woman is a woman whether she white or black I'm sorry I know that I'll be on my pro black but these are women that we're talking about women that don't have the strength to defend themselves against a man especially if you're talking about running a train on them. Like that's a lot of guys in one room. And I could see how a woman could feel intimidated by just going ahead and giving up, you know, herself to these three or four guys that's in the room. Cause it could turn real ugly real quick. If you say no. Um, but furthermore, yeah, he doesn't cancel that. And then he said he is promoting the raping of white women after he said our women, how convenient and then he said he needs to know that all lives matter and that he doesn't support the Black Lives Matter movement. Well, guess what, WAC 100? Most black people don't support Black Lives Matter movement either. Well, we support the movement. We don't support the organization, which honestly, after so many years of, you know, being an ambulance chaser, that group, we don't even support the movement anymore. We're more so on the on the spectrum of just supporting grassroots movements, which BLM is not a grassroots movement anymore. They've made it very clear. All of their um, higher ups in the organization, I think Patrice Colors and a couple of other people have took the money and ran to Lily White Mansionville. They are not talking about the mistreatment of black people no more. They didn't got their money, they didn't got their cut, and they out of there. Um, yeah, but I thought that was super gaslighty of him and super whack. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, yeah. But Charleston, yeah. So there's one guy. And then you got Brother Riza Islam, which is an activist for black voices. You know, he does a lot of good books. I actually bought one of his books, Message to the um, Millennial. Really good read. Everybody should go out and probably purchase it just for your kids because it's a message to the millennials. The world has changed. I think he did a spin off of Message to the Black Man. So, yeah. But even with all the great things that he do, he also is caught up in a scandal that happened a couple of years ago, man. And it really surprised me. But here we go right here. We have a numerous legal updates for you today, starting with some news we've been waiting for a long time to hear. Finally, this is there is a trial date set for Hana and Riza Islam at the pre-trial conference on Tuesday. Trial was set for May 20th in the case which seeks felony convictions against Hannah Islam 61 and three of her children, including her son, Ronnie Rizzi Islam 30. It's hard to believe that it's been more than five years since we broke the news that felony charges have been filed against several Scientologists who had operated a sketchy Narcana rehab out of their literal literacy center in Compton, California. The Islams were charged with ripping off the medical insurance program by submitting bogus charges in an elaborate scam that included unsuspecting high school students who were used, used as clients in the scheme. 
The case also ruined the career of three prominent African-American high school educators who faced lesser charges in the scam. They included two local high school principals and the coach of the legendary Dominguez High School football team who were all fired as a result. And yet, even though this case involved the use of unwitting high school kids, the the ruined careers of three local educators, the hiring of ghostwriters to produce bogus insurance claims, and that it brought together Scientologists, Scientology, the Nation of Islam, and quack drug treatments in a scam that ripped off the state's health insurance fraud off nearly four million not a single word about this criminal pros- prosecution has appeared in the los angeles times yeah that is super crazy um yeah i honestly didn't even know that that was going on i've been following rizzo for a minute he spoke very vaguely about it but i didn't you know no i had no idea that he was going through this and that might turn some people off. But then we got, you know, um, Louis Farrakhan, which is really weird that it happened at a Scientology center. And Louis Farrakhan back in um, 1970 actually introduced a form of Scientology into the nation of Islam. So it's funny that. Even prior, the, the same thing that Louis Farrakhan 50, 60 years before implemented into the Nation of Islam is basically the same center that he, Brother Rizza have gotten caught up at. Uh, you know, they, they merged together and they were part of this whole scheme that happened as well. And then, like I said, you got Louis Farrakhan. He's well respected in the black community for bringing gangs together and always letting us know to do for self, which is a great message to black people. But he also, like I said, merged the Alliance of Nation of Islam, a black organization in Scientology, an almost entirely white one, was hatched in mid-August when the late Isaac Haynes, one of the only famous black Scientologists, approached Scientology leader Davis McCavey and asked why the religion wasn't doing more to court black Americans. So McCavey reached out to the Nation of Islam, and by 2010, they began promoting the belief of Dianetics. Now, if you don't know what Dianetics is, it is this right here. Um, This is the definition of it, a system developed by the founder of Church of Scientology, L. Ron Herbert, which aims to relieve psychosomatic disorders by cleansing the mind of a harmful harmful mental image, which basically is shock therapy. If you really look into the um, testimonies of all the people that actually did Dianetics that were a part of Scientology, Leon, um, Leah Ryan, Rimini, I think that's her name. She um, was the girl actor on, she was the girl actor on, um, Kings of Queens. Yeah, that was a good ass show. But yeah, she's exposed in Scientology to this day. But back to the article. Began promoting the benefits of Dianetic, the core set of ideas preached by Scientology founder L. Ron Hubbard during a sermon in Chicago on July the 1st, 2012. Farrakhan proclaimed to his alkalites colites i think that's what that is i found the tool that i know can help us and i thank god for mr l ron hubbard and i thank god for his research and teaching now it's really weird that he thanked god for l ron hubbard because l l ron hubbard was a pretty much a racist that's why his organization was mostly white because he was a diehard racist and this is a cult. It's a cult. People wasn't afraid to leave. This David McCavey or whatever his name is, the person that put um Louis Farrakhan onto Dianetics and he paid a bunch of money for a couple of um 
Nation of Islam leaders to come in and try the program out, which, which, which Scientologists that were already there, like members of Scientology, had to pay for their membership because guess what? It's not free to be in Scientology. Oh, no, 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 no. People were paying millions, billions to be off inside of this Scientology cult. So it's just like, you're thanking God for one, a racist, two, a cult leader, and three, someone that is abusing the doctrine of something that could potentially be used for good, but using it so that you just have a big cult. That's really weird. <laughs> and then let's go to the second guy that I brought up in this whole thing. Um, the guy that basically fought off Scientology in, you know, the black community, because once again, you know, we was coming from religion, which the nation of Islam is a type of religion. And we're getting into, um, spirituality at this point, consciousness. And that's brother polite, you know, he got caught up in some mess too, but before that, you know, he's a scholar and in the conscious community and did a lot of debates and breaking down the um, Christianity views and the origins of, you know, Christianity and all these other religions and all that stuff, you know. So but he also got caught up in some crap and that wasn't his first time being like really sketchy with kids. So according to the police report, Noak who is a motivational speaker and author and lives in Los Angeles, asked the woman if he could take her daughter to an after party at the club. Why are you taking kids to an after party in a club, my guy? Like, who just decides that the best person that you can take to the club is a kid? Whatever. Let's let's keep it going. The report states Noah took the teen to his hotel after seeing that the club will close. Okay, you should have been taking that teen home. Ain't like, who just says, well, the club is closed. Come on, let's just go to my hotel. Really weird. The report says the suspect gave teen alcohol. See, I knew that's where it was going and started dancing and touching the teen and appropriately groping her breasts and her thighs and buttocks. It goes to say Noek tried to force the teen to perform oral sex on him. Teen alleged passed out and woke up to Noak trying to make her throw up. The report said these are serious allegations, but in any situation, there is always motive. Tara said there is always a lot behind the scenes that the public is going to not going to be able to see. Oh, yeah, man. That's pretty crazy right there. Like, why, why, why? But this is once again another person. If you go to his YouTube channel and you start looking through his content, a lot of what he said, just like the couple of other dudes that I was talking about, has some really good content to actually live by. Here's my other person that I'm, you know, picking up because speaking of, you know, people that's sitting up there doing stuff to kids, we got Elijah Muhammad, you know, he's actually super, super respected, so respected that even after the allegations of him you know, having sexual relations with all of his underage secretaries, he's still called the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But here's like a little, little excerpt. I'm not going to read it all because, yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> Scholar Carl Evans, a former pr prospective, come, huh, wait. Scholar Carl Evans, a former prospective, come, convert as detailed here estimated that the total number of children born from Elijah Muhammad's adulterous affair were between 13 and 21 as early as the mid 1950s Elijah Muhammad began having sexual liaisons with his professional secretaries and other NOI women for years Muhammad's chief lieutenant at Chicago Temple 2 number 2 was able to contain the rumors sometimes through fear and intimidation. Scholar Carl Evans estimated that the total number of children born from Elijah Muhammad adulterous affairs was between 13 to 21. Yes. And then this is even the crazier part of it. Elijah Muhammad then began sexually involved with her as 
Evans X. Williams later informed the press. He told us that under the teachings of the Holy Quran, we were not committing adultery and that we were his wife by 1962 when Clara Muhammad became fully aware of her husband's eight children born out of wedlock to different women. She painfully withdrew from an active role in the organization for several years. When media source learned about Elijah Muhammad's sexual affairs, the women were censored and described as prostitutes in Muhammad speaks in July, 1964 after his break with the NOI Malcolm X pursued Evelyn X Williams and another woman sexually vandalized victim, victim, not victimized by Elijah Muhammad by two foul paternity paternity suits. Both women suffered extreme harassment and were forced to move when explosions occurred next to their shared living quarters. So, yeah, but we, but we, not we, y'all still call him the honorable um, Elijah Muhammad. You know, it's crazy that, you know, that thing happened and we still live by his words till this day, especially the people in, you know, the nation of Islam. And then we got Dr. Umar. I mean, do I got to really say too much? about Dr. Umar because everybody knows that he was trying to get the Frederick Douglass institution together for black boys or something like that. And he turned around and it's been 10 years and we look up and it still ain't no school. I mean, he did buy a building I was aware of, but it was just like, mm, where, where, where is everything yet though? Like you've had 10 years and still nothing. And his explanation to this was, if I was, he basically blamed it on us, y'all. And he said, if I were Mexican, the school would be done. Johnson said, it's only because it's us that we don't take something like education as serious. News One also reported Johnson is requesting donations from black people on Instagram, saying they collectively spent $19 million annually on Quaker oat grits. <laughs> Ken, can I have your grip money for one year? I don't want your Louis, Vita Louis, Louis bag money. I don't want your Mercedes money. I don't want your wee perm haircut Air Jordans Timberland money. Give me your grits. He employed before getting to the heart of his point. We spent $19 million on grits, and I don't have enough money to renovate the Garvey building. So, yeah. And it was reported that he received $1 million for federal Frederick Douglass magnet Marcus Garvey um yet the school still in need of the same services one year after initial announcement since 2014 and this excerpt was written in 2017 so yeah we all kind of came to the conclusion that he scammed a whole bunch of people out of their money but the list goes on and on and on with men in our community and women that have done really, really sketchy stuff that, you know, could potentially get us to write them off. You know, these men are very write offable, but especially because of their past. But, you know, I feel like we shouldn't do that because all the things that they've said haven't been wrong and it's actually been good words to live by. Now, let me backtrack. I think that we should write the men off, not the words of the man, because the words of, of the man is livable. It, it, you could live by those words. You can do exactly the things that they're doing and get further in life because of it. But following the man, nah, you shouldn't do that. That's, that's out of there. Don't do that. Because we all, because my thing is we all have paths. And it's not fair to really judge people off of their past because it's like if we judged everyone off of their past, then we wouldn't we, no one would be able to talk. No one would be able to say anything to anybody because we all sinned and we've all done some crazy stuff that have affected a lot of people in our lives or people that we didn't even know in our lives. You know, so unless you're like a pedophile or something like that, then most of the stuff can be kind of written off, I feel like, or looked past. Um, but like I said, not the man can be wrote off, but not the words, because they're actually kind of, they're actually good things to do in our community, you know? 
Um, I know some people, like I said, is going to play semantics with the info that I just gave about these people because, like Charleston White said in that clip, we are idol worshipers. We worship men. We love a good leader that can speak articulate and has a nice suit or has nice swag or have a nice car or have some form of wealth or something that we ourselves aspire to be or have, you know, but the only thing that I would have to say to the people that want to say, oh, you know, we should stick together as black people and, you know, whatever, whatever. And me, myself, I would say, you know, look, all skin folks ain't Kim folks, because if that was the case, then y'all wouldn't treat Candace Owens the same way. And she also has really good points, but she also has a really crappy past well, actually, it's not even a past. She does it to this day. She doesn't, like, realize that white supremacy is a thing. But if we're going to give those guys a pass that's still in the spotlight and still doing, possibly doing these things that they're doing, except Elijah Muhammad, of course, then we should be able to give Candace Owens a pass, Thomas Soil a pass, all of those conservative talking black people, we should be able to give them a pass if we think that all black people should just be together and ride for each other. And then we get the people that's like, you know, that's their past. You know, they're doing good things in the community now. And you are right. They are doing good things in the community. But the people that are doing good things in the community are possibly using the thing that they did in the past to, and they just switched it over into the future because all of those people that have done schemey stuff, they did it to the black community. They didn't go over there to white people and go do it to them or Mexican people and go do it to them or any other or Chinese people. They did it to black people. So it's just like, yeah, if you're scamming and molesting people in the black community. I don't care if you're doing good things now in the community because those things that you did in the past, it kind of outweighs what you're doing, especially if you're still doing it, especially if you're still doing it. If they could possibly be using a gift that they could have used for good to still do harm in the black community. You know, it just kind of doesn't matter how many good deeds you do, especially if you're a pedophile. That's unforgivable. And then you got my favorite one. You got my favorite one that people love to say when these type of things come out is that y'all don't be saying that about those white people. But we do. And we have been saying it for years that white people do us dirty. I don't I don't understand where people come with that theory that we have not been saying that white people do us dirty. And it's really funny that people say that because it's just like basically giving the red flag to say, as long as you, well, giving the green light to say, as long as you black, you can scam me. As long as you black, you can molest me. As long as it ain't the white man, as long as it ain't the white man doing it, I don't care. So it's just like, what? You know, I don't know what people be thinking when they be thinking that. So not only do we have to watch out for the white and the Mexican and the Chinese people that be scamming us, then we also have to watch out for you. And one of the reasons that we're hard on black people more than we are white people or any other race of people is because we expect those races to treat us dirty, to scam us, to rape us, molest us. We expect that in our antennas are up when those people come around us we do not expect it from the people that's in the same situation as us the same fight as us go through the same hardships as us we don't expect you guys to do us in the door like those other races do so yes we don't say anything about white people most of the time because we know their morals we know their character we align with black people. So we don't want black people to treat us how the other races are doing. And furthermore, <laughs> the concept of protecting someone just because they're black and they're scamming or hurting the black community like, really crazy to me because essentially you're just giving a tool over to the white people. You're literally 
saying that, okay, well, if they're black, then they can do all of this because we're going to protect our own, which the only thing white people do and Mexican people do and Chinese people do is buy the black person, any black person, use them as a tool to not only one divide us, but take our money as well because they know that we're not going to do anything if it's our own scamming and, you know, molesting and, you know, doing all this crazy stuff to us that hurt us. We're not, we're not going to do anything about it. We're going to protect them actually. And, you know, if you don't think that we're not going to protect them, we protected brother polite. When that story came out, everybody was like, Oh, he probably didn't do it. He didn't do it. That girl lying. Even with the NOI Elijah Muhammad thing, he literally tried to put it off inside of a sermon saying that this is what the Quran gave to me as the, the leader of, you know, Islam, the leader of NOI. Bruh, I'm pretty sure that the Quran was talking about women of age being your wives. I don't think in anywhere in the Quran it was talking about underage women. But like I said at the beginning, people still call him the honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's crazy. It's like we just keep giving people passes on the things that we complain about the white community doing or the Mexican community or the government or whatever because I really want to get away from saying the white people because it ain't just white people no more. We're the slaves and the the abusees of every race now we're at the very bottom and it's just like it's crazy that we give these passes and the craziest one honestly is the NOI one I really just can't get over that that's why I keep talking about it because it's like here we are he Elijah Elijah Muhammad set Malcolm X down for saying what he said about the JFK assassination in Dallas. And everyone in the nation agreed. It was fine. They, it was even people that shunned Malcolm for a long time. But no one, no one shunned Elijah Muhammad. He was just still there giving sermons, actually gave a sermon on it. And that was just really crazy to me. It's just super crazy. You know, so with all of that that I've said, I've come to the conclusion that one, we should be taking the word of a person, especially if it's good advice or something that can, you know, um, further us as a black community forward. But we should not be looking towards no leaders, no more. I just named six men that have done really shisty things to the black community, but their words and their advice and their movements that they have made have been very influential to the black community. So it's like, we should just stop following leaders and just take their advice and, and go with like-minded people, you know? And I've also come to the conclusion that we really do not care about the well-being of children in this country. We just don't. I mean, just think about it. The Maxine, the the gasoline gasoline Maxwell trial is this was was has been for two weeks now. Two weeks. I have not heard not one big platform talking about this case. But we but they showed us the Ahmad Aubrey case. They showed us the Cal Rittenhouse case. They showed they hell they even showed us Jesse Smollett child, and that wasn't even really not even a big deal. We all knew that he he did it himself. We all knew that. We all knew it was fake, but they gave us that you know trial we could see. But this trial right here, close to the public trial, we gotta read transcripts to get the news on this trial. Shout out to Natalie Denise. She's in Houston, Texas, and she runs a podcast um, called Natalie Denise, and she's actually going over each day of the trial and giving you a summary of what's going on, and she also tells her um, perspective about what's going on. So y'all go check her out. I, I listen. That's basically my only source to listen to what's going on in the trial. You know, and of course, I'll go back and forth on the Internet and everything. But by far, she's the best that's doing it right now. So y'all go check her out. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, we don't care about 
kids like that. We don't care about nothing that's going on because if we did, then we would be talking about this case. It was some prominent people on that flight log. It was some prominent people on that flight log, like Sean Carter, AKA Jay-Z, Beyonce knows. Didn't hear the beehive talking about that one. Barack Obama, y'all still saying my president is black. With that one, Will Smith, we all love Will Smith. He just did a movie. But nobody canceled him. Nobody canceled those people yet. You know, nope. Nope. Don't cancel those people because we'd all rather cancel the comedian that gets on stage and says a couple of trans jokes. That's the person that we want to cancel. Not the people that's actually out here hurting people that can't even defend themselves like women and children. Oh, God forbid we cancel those people that are doing that. And I mean, here we go again. We can, you know, play semantics with it and say, oh, well, just because they was on the flight log list doesn't mean that they did anything there. Look, look, listen, this isn't Jeffrey Epstein first time you know getting in trouble with messing with little girls because yes it, the the case is with gasoline maxwell but the thing that they're trying to do in this case is clean up jeffrey epstein's image because if they prove that all the all the people that jeffrey epstein was messing with was 18 and older then gasoline maxwell case goes away because they're trying to paint it or the whole case around her is that she was uh um she was like an assistant to to getting these girls out here. She was like the pimp to these girls to get them into Jeffrey Epstein's house to be sex slaves pretty much. So if they clean up his image, then her case goes away. But the thing is, he's dead. So they have to try her. But back to my point. Those people on that list is prominent. You can say that, oh, just because they was on the flight law list, it doesn't mean that they did anything. Look, this isn't his first runaround with messing with young girls. He had a case back in 2004, 2005. This just recent case happened in 2015. Jay-Z, the date that he was on that flight log, and all of these other people was after the 2005 case that he beat. It's just some things that you don't be like, oh, well, he beat the case, so he's innocent. No, what he has is a lot of money and a lot of influence and a lot of rich friends to pay these people off. And that's probably why he beat the case. It had nothing to do with him being innocent. I mean, they found pictures and they seen videotape of younger girls in his house in 2005 when they first busted him with this stuff. And all of those people that I just named, Barack, Will Smith, Sean um, Carter, Beyonce, that they went to that island after that case. And you can still say, oh, nothing happened. But if you're allegedly a, a pedophile, I'm not going to your house. I'm not flying out to your house, bro. So it's just really weird that even though after his case that he had in 2005, people just still went flocking to this island. Hell, Bill Clinton went 17 times and we still never said anything about it because at the end of the day, we're still going to defend people like R. Kelly by listening to his music because we have some idiot in the corner saying, well, y'all ain't counsel Elvis yet. Who cares? Y'all still... You know, saying Michael Jackson didn't do it. I'm sorry, Michael Jackson. He, he sounds like a cool guy to be around. He got that little circus in the back of his yard. But there's no way, no way in hell I'm letting my young child go to a grown man house to go spend the night. I'm sorry. I don't care that he laid on the floor. I don't care that he has, you know, a circus in his backyard. I even heard that, oh, the reason why he was having them kids over there is because he didn't have no childhood. I don't care. Go get a motorcycle. Go get an AVT or something. Go to the zoo. Go to the park. I don't know. But don't invite young kids over to your house. 
You know, and that says a lot about those parents, too. It's just super crazy that we just allow things like that in this world to go on and don't say anything about it. We know the character and the morals of Hollywood, but it just always seems like unless Hollywood media is talking about it, we're not going to talk about it. And that just sucks. It sucks to know that the elites feel so comfortable doing this type of stuff because we don't ever say anything about it. Especially if it's an entertainer, we'll fight them tooth and nail. Well, oh, they didn't do it. We'll come up with every reason as to why they, why this person, this famous person wouldn't do it, but this regular person would. We're really quick to do that, to pick and choose who is the innocent one in a public trial, you know? But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, um, in our community, it's not really an either or, it's an all. And we should take the words of these influencers, especially if it's good, but we should leave the influencer behind because if you follow an influencer, them niggas going to walk you right off a cliff trying to fight a battle for them over if they're right or wrong. Just Take what you need from them and leave the rest, especially leave them, you know, because um, all of them aren't good. As you can see, I just named six of them that weren't that good. And I've done a lot of research on Charleston White, and he's very, like, <sighs> he's just not palatable, honestly. He's just a really rugged, like, edgy guy that says exact, exactly what's on his mind and it just kind of sucks. But um, I did agree with him on one thing. I did agree with him on one thing, and that's the gangs, the gang violence, um, especially up there in Chicago, just all around the world. All of these little gangs are getting created, and it just almost seems like it's just getting out of control. Like, and before anybody says it, like, I know the history of – Gangs. On, even I though he's very loud and disrespectful and super unpalatable, the man does pose a good point about gangs because that's what essentially he's really um, against is gang violence and how gangs have ruined neighborhoods and they've become like basically the cartel just dealing drugs, um, lowering the value of the community and just having their own way. And it's gotten very out of control. And I agree with him on that. And before everybody say, oh, you know, Charlton White's an idiot. He does pose a good point. It's gangs not ruining these cities, especially in Chicago. I, I think so. But, you know, with me, I know the history of gangs. I know the history of the Bloods and the Crips and what they started off, which they started off being um, like basically the police and the neighborhood. Um, they started protecting the community because of police brutality and they didn't want other gang members coming in and hurting the community or whatnot. So they black people formed our own alliance and started to do basically a neighborhood watch. But we've gotten really far away from that. We've gotten very far away from the Crips and the Bloods being the community police, you know, so it's not that I'm against gangs because me personally, I don't think that being in a gang, a, a gang today, yeah, because it's not about anything. It's just about taking over a block and selling drugs and having illegal guns and all of that stuff. I very rarely ever hear that they've done anything good for the community. So, but am I against gangs? No, I'm against the way that the gang went, the direction of where the gang went. They're not about helping the community anymore. They're about the things that I just said. So it's like in this instance, and I'm about to bring it up, both people are right because Louis Farrakhan, he said that, you know, if gangs had the proper guidance, then they could very well be our soldiers in this fight against, you know, white supremacy and help us build up this world where we don't need police in them anymore because we would have our own police. So especially for things like, you know, Ahmaud Arbery and Tamir Rice and 
Elijah McClain, you know, that all got shot down by the people that claim are here to protect us, you know, and they could be used for that because if you're in a gang, you don't really care about nothing. You're, you're ready to die. So it's like, if you're ready to die, might as well be ready to die for a good cause, protecting your people. I'm just saying, you know, so I'm, so like I said, I'm more so against the direction that it went into and both people are right. This is another one of those, you know, not either or, but both situations. Louis Farrakhan isn't wrong. And guess what? Charleston White isn't wrong as well. They both are trying to get to the same. They're both trying to get to the same solution, but recognize the same problem, which gangs are a problem. But instead of, you know, locking them all up and throwing away the key, we should take Louis Farrakhan's advice and revamp the whole Bloods and Crips situation and get them back on the right track of where they started from. So, like I said, two influencers that both I don't necessarily agree with wholeheartedly with everything they say, but they have good things to live by. Yes, gang violence is a problem, but we also could use the gangs if they had good direction. See how I just took those two influencers that I do not give a crap about and do not agree with and took their advice and cherry picked out of both of their words and came to my own conclusion about what we should do. That's what we should be doing with influencers. We should not just be blindly following them because they will run you off a cliff.